Hello and welcome to the Lost in the Gray podcast. Uh, on this episode, I'm actually going to be talking about a, a thought that bothers me that has turned into a Rotten Apple song. It's actually going to be on our second album, Future Tense, at the moment, but it will be a song. Uh, but most importantly, it's a song I wrote. So it was this thought that deeply frustrated me that inspired the song. And it's going to be a really good song, so I can't wait for it to be out there for you to listen to. But um, this thought, uh, I explored it a little more today. I just recorded an Instagram video I'm going to be posting tomorrow. Um, well, by the time this episode comes out, you would have already seen it on Instagram. But just a little video about this thought I have that... Uh, that that um, suggests theories for how our universe began or how our universe can exist in the way that it does. And the reason that it bothers me is because when you really think about all the options of how the universe was created, you know, with or without a God, with or without a, a starting point, it all boils down to two theories. The first one being the birth of nothing. So um, theists believe that God began the universe and created the universe. So that is the starting point. God created the universe and therefore the universe began to exist. Or, you know, scientists and even most theists even believe in the big bang well i take that back maybe not most theists but some theists you know um the big bang is the beginning point of the universe big bang bam then time begins the universe begins to exist but the problem with that is by accepting that there was a single point of an energy explosion that and the creation of the universe exists where nothing else around it exists. Like where where is this tiny tiny point where our universe began? What's the canvas? If it's a speck of paint, what what is around us if nothing exists? If time itself doesn't exist? How can anything exist outside of, I mean, I guess reality is the only way to explain it. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm going too far with that. Maybe what I'm trying to say is, how could nothing exist before anything existed? That, that means that there was a birth from nothing. Nothing equaled something. And that doesn't make sense. So, so then, you know, you can argue points for and against that. But at the end of the day, for me anyways, that's where that theory leaves off. Is nothing birthed something. There was a birth from nothing. And I talk about that in the song. 
if you if the song comes out and you come back and analyze the lyrics, I say, um, you believe the birth of nothing. I, I think I think it's something like that. But I talk about the birth from nothing because that's what it is to me. <laughs> something came from nothing, and that doesn't make sense to me. Okay, and then you think, all right, well let's look at the other theory, right? So. Yes, our universe had a beginning point, maybe you know, but at the end of the day, our universe is in a vast, ever-expanding multiverse. You know, string theory talks about there being different universes and different dimensions in a multiverse, and just the multiverse theory in general that there are multiple universes in this existence of ours. Like our universe doesn't exist alone. Like the other theory suggests, you know that there is no birth from nothing. There was always something. There's always something bigger, and that's the multiverse theory. There's always something bigger. So then, the problem with that means that if if you were to suggest that the multiverse theory is is suggesting suggesting that There has never been nothing, so we're assuming. Let's say just for this discussion, you know, maybe you can believe in the multiverse theory and not not think this. But let's say for this argument, I'm using that to say that there was never nothing. There was never a point in time where nothing existed, where time itself didn't exist. I'm going to assume that there was always something, always something bigger. So that leaves us to infinity, because anything less than infinity would equal a starting point, and that's nothing, right? So we can't, we have to avoid that. So, in order for there for, in order for there to be no starting point, it must be infinity. So if we have a vast amount of, you know, a vast amount of universes in this multiverse that have been there for infinite time. They've been there forever, you know. New universes come and old universes go, but the multiverse is forever. Where that doesn't make sense is that that would mean we would be living in infinity, and that may not sound bad, you know. That may just mean time goes on forever, and I don't know, maybe. If you're like me and you go to death, you know maybe we never die because time is infinite and anything can happen, you know. Or maybe you just think, ah, well, you know, time is infinite. It makes sense. But the problem with that means that we would be living in infinity, and the only the and the problem with living in infinity means that we would never be here. It contradicts itself almost in a way, because we would never be in this moment, because in our past is made up of an infinite amount of events in our life. Okay, so that sounds weird. <laughs> okay, but to to okay to break that down, let's say from yesterday to this exact moment in time, there is an Infinite amount of events in between them, because we live in infinity. So, because we live in infinity, 
there's an infinite amount of events between yesterday and right now. That means we would never make it to now. There is it's it's almost impossible to live in infinity because we would never be in be in the moment. We would never make it to the moment. And that's why living in infinity almost contradicts itself. And the reason that this bothers me so much not because the first you know the first one sounded good and then you're like ah but it sounds wrong you know birth from nothing that doesn't make sense okay you know that hurts you lost that theory haven't found the answer yet so you're like oh whatever let's go to the next theory and then that one's like yeah no this one's wrong too so you both theories are out you still haven't found the answer and then on top of that now you're just like wow We have no idea how the universe began. We have no idea how any of this works. Maybe we know how it works on on a on a basic level, but we have no idea how the universe works, how it began. You know, no matter what you believe there is flaws. There's flaws in 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 however you're going to think it. They're all it, it's almost It's almost like religion got it right in the sense that fuck I lost that thought. Damn, that was a good one. <laughs> that is messed up. Okay, what was I saying? Because religious people believe that there was Oh, because religious people believe that God is the exception. You know, God is always the exception. God is above what we are able to comprehend. You know what I mean? So religion gets that part right because there has to be an exclusion. There has to be an exception to the rules. There's no way there's no way there isn't because the, we've laid out the rules. String theory, multiverse theory, It does, it's got flaws. I mean, unless we're missing something huge, it's got flaws that require an exception to our fundamental rules of comprehension. Birth from nothing, the big bang, God. That's a dead end too. There's so many holes. And and it's just it's upsetting. <laughs> you know that we maybe not upsetting but humbling as hell like it really makes you feel like we as humanity have no idea what the fuck's going on we never will and maybe maybe bliss lives in being ignorant to this shit right maybe we're just not supposed to think about how things work and just start living right you know uh what do they say in doctor strange um you got to surrender to the flow cuz not everything has to make sense fuck and i envy i envy her 
I envy Doctor Strange for being able to do that because I just can't. I can't accept it, you know. Even if I want to do it, like I want to, I want to be Doctor Strange. Fuck yeah, I wanna, I wanna reach enlightenment. I wanna be able to live my life to the fullest, the absolute, my absolute potential. Of course, I would love to do that, but I just can't. I can't accept the fact that things don't make sense. It just—I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because I'm young. Honestly, maybe because maybe, maybe on a deep level, I know I've I have time to reach enlightenment and start living life. You know, maybe maybe I'm getting a little cocky using my younger years to to live it out. Try to figure it out, you know, just for a little brief satisfaction. I like I like figuring out how shit works, and it bothers me when I can't figure it out, you know. And it bothers me when humanity can't figure it out. Like that's like, damn, that's your team losing at the Super Bowl, dude. All right, I don't even like football. Let me use a better analogy. That's like wanting Jeff Hardy to win the title, and the freaking other dude kicks out of the the pin after the Swanton bomb, like. That sucks. What's up, homie? My sister just walked in. I'm talking about Jeff Hardy. You know Jeff Hardy? Some ice cream. Can you ask Joey? Thank you. Love you. But yeah, you know it's like, damn, my team lost. <laughs>、uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should ignore it. Maybe we should ignore it. Maybe we're not supposed to know.、You、can be optimistic and think we're not supposed to know yet. You know, maybe, maybe when we die, we take another step towards enlightenment. It's just not our time yet. Of course, there are outliers, people who who do reach enlightenment during this life, but maybe most of us aren't supposed to. Maybe, maybe for right now, just living. A real human life is is what we all need to do. Because I mean, we're here anyways, right? We're gonna die, and hey, it's not gonna matter, and we're gonna be gone and never come back. Or B, we're gonna come back as something different. So either way, what have we got to lose?、We、just need to live this life. We've been blessed with it. Live like a human. Feel your emotions. Talk to other humans. You know, and open up. And just, just live. That's I think that's what we're supposed to do. Be human. Just be good. That's my personal goal. The firework just went off. That's fun. Some people's goals may be shoot fireworks. <laughs> he he might have gotten a vast amount of satisfaction from doing that. So props to him, you know, or her, you know. Female Loki. <laughs> Female Loki is crazy. Thank、you
damn, I totally zoned out. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Infinite nothing. I could go back to that. Um, I really like Infinite Nothing. I'm really proud of that song. Um, obviously, we talked about the lyrical standpoint, you know, my uh, inspiration for the lyrics. But on a musical side, it's really cool and special to me, too, because uh, last year when Tim decided to leave, he went to Montana. And um, so he was going to Montana for over a year, which meant no more band, no more practice. So me and Ben were kind of left with a decision like, fuck, we either got to be a duo or we need to find a guitarist because we need to be a band. You know, we, we were put in a position where we had to continue without Tim, even if it was temporary. You know, we had to keep keep it going. Couldn't wait. Um, but this was during the time before we found our eventual guitarist Bo, or Bell now, Bell Reynolds. Uh, so he was our, he at the time was our guitarist. Um, uh, he was our guitarist for about, about four or five months. And then she now has her own band, Vicky and the Virgins. They're very good. You should look them up on Instagram, Vicky and the Virgins. Uh, yeah, very cool band now. She's she's rocking it. Uh, but yeah, this was before uh, they had even been in the band. Um, so me and Ben were thinking, well, let's write music, just me and you. And so I came up with the main bass line, you know, do 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 uh, that main line you hear and I came up with the chorus and you know me and Ben we both created the structure of the song and we had the whole song written before Tim ever came back um, even we even tried to play it with Bo or Bell Bo and Bell um, and it was you know it was our song me and Ben's song before it was me, Ben, and Bo's song, and me, Ben, and Tim's song, and once, you know, finally, when Tim came back. So, I was I was really proud of this song. Me and Ben, really, it was ours, you know, and it, you know, not, not to be cocky, not even cocky, just, I guess, I'm, I'm proud of it, you know, it's, it's nice to have a song that's like, yeah, you know what, I did that. And I, I like that. I don't get that a lot. And not, and I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, we we write our songs the way we write them, and it works. You know, sometimes Ben writes lyrics, "Fire in the Woods." You know, our most popular song for a long time. Um, ben wrote that. That was he wrote the melody, and um, or the main riff. Uh, you know, Tim creates a majority of the songs, either from a riff or from melody, and I come with the lyrics, you know. I've had a couple songs. Uh, Quiet, I came up with the main riff. Uh, Sam, if you're listening to this, he always gets mad at me because it was a, it was first a, a, a song called Loser Lunch Date that was supposed to be a Rotten Apple song. 
uh, still hasn't seen the light of day. We, we still haven't came back to, um, to writing that song. It's, it's kind of sad. But the main riff that I had written for the original draft of Loser Lunch Day became the riff from Quiet. Uh, Tim, I, told, I taught it to Tim. Tim learned it. He gave it his own flavor. He tweaked it. And it's the riff we know today. And I love it. You know, Tim, Tim does wonders. I give him a, you know, a skeleton and he freaking slaps the meat on. <laughs> uh, he's, he's really good at that. He, he knows how to make something catchy. Knows how to make something melodic and beautifully melodic. He's, he's, he does amazing. Um, but yeah, that, that one I'm really proud of because that one was birthed for me. <laughs> I'm really proud of Quiet. I'm really proud of um, Quiet, Infinite Nothing, and uh, Gray. Actually, Gray is out as a single already as I'm recording this. Uh, Gray, Gray was my my baby too. <laughs> I, uh, for that, I I really like that. Man, a song that was our baby. You know, me, Tim, and Ben was no. Man, that that song was our first song, and it was it was um, just my ideas for my parts, Ben's ideas, and then we just freaking built it on as we went, and it became no. And you know that song is our baby, but we hate it. <laughs> it's sad. It's really sad. We hate it. We, I don't listen to it anymore. I, I almost hate to listen to it. Tim, Tim and Ben, every time we're at practice and we, we joke about it, we'll say, you want to play no? And they'll go, oh, no, no, we'll never play that song live again. We hate it. And I, I honestly don't know why. It's not that bad of a song, uh, honestly. It's, 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 one of, it's one of our most popular for a while. It was uh, when the first album came out, people loved it so many people it was their favorites and even now it's one of our most streamed songs from the first album but it's crazy because people love it and we just hate it we can't listen to it we can't practice it we don't play it i i <laughs> i don't know if it's like because we've heard it so many times by now because the amount of times we've practiced it and had to hear it the amount of times we've played it live how many times we had to hear it on loop in the studio and chunk by chunk by chunk. And then even after listening to it in the car and being like, yeah, put it on again, put it on again, all the way home, you know? We've heard that song a lot of times. And then, yeah, we, we just learned to hate it. And it's really sad, but at the same time, Jesus Christ, can't listen to it. There's also, I hate to point this out, but you know, I'm the one who dislikes it. It doesn't mean other people have to dislike it, but there's a tiny little part in the chorus where my vocals don't go the way I originally intended them to, you know, after studio effects and pitch correcting, even though not, not to brag, but uh, we don't pitch correct much. Especially when I rap, we don't pitch correct at all. But, you know, pitch correct is kind of like auto-tune, but on a very, very subtle 
um, in a very subtle way. But, you know, when you pitch correct, uh, it kind of, you know, gets in tune. It, the pitch is nice and neat with the chord changes and the guitar. But the problem with that is sometimes you're a half step away from a really good note and a half step away from a, a, an okay note. And there's a part where I go, no, no, I don't need a hug. No, I don't need your love. I never meant for it to go down. It was supposed to go up. No, I don't need a hug. No, I don't need your love. But somehow it got deeper and it bugs the shit out of me, dude. Like, I hate it. I hate it. And I, and I don't blame our studio engineer, Jonathan. I love Jonathan. He He's a fucking genius. All right. He is just, he should be given just as much credit as we are given. He gives us his ideas. He suggests things. He, he brings our ideas to life and into the recording. And for that, he is amazing because he has produced all of our songs and we love his work. But, you know, we recorded eight songs in fucking 12 hours. And by time he got to know, he was a little tired, you know what I mean? And it's not his fault. I don't blame him at all. You know, we shouldn't have fucking went in there with eight songs and expected him, you know? That's just, that's, that's terrible to expect of someone. Hey, can you mix and master these eight songs all the way until two in the morning okay yeah no nah, it doesn't work like that you know that that shit that shit's hard and he's good at what he does we should we should have never asked him to do that we should have taken our time given him time to perfect that song and we didn't give him that opportunity and for that i feel bad but i can't fucking listen to no <laughs> Uh, none of us can. It's crazy. <clears throat> I'm sorry that my voice is so gravelly. I'm not sure if I'm tired or if I am just like <clears throat> sick or something. I don't know. I hope I'm not sick, but my voice just doesn't want to go any higher than this. I could try. I usually talk like up here. I don't know why I, I'm not usually talking right here. Maybe when I was talking faster there. But see, it keeps dropping. I don't know. That's weird. It's kind of like, how do I know which one's really my voice? You know what I mean? Because this one kind of hurts when I'm low. It's kind of hurting my voice. It's almost like a laziness. God, I'm so fucking high. I'm sorry I said that, but I am. Oh. I think I'm going to end this episode. Um, I... <laughs> Sorry, sorry to lead you on with my throat, but <laughs> but uh, I'm going to end the episode. Um, thank you for joining. I think I'm going to call this one Infinite Nothing. So, uh, yeah, listen to the song if it's out by now. If it's not, it will be out on our second album, self-titled album, Rotten Apple. And, you know, you'll find it everywhere. And uh, thank you for listening to the Lost in the Great podcast.